Have you ever had the experience of starting a new relationship and yet ended up bringing baggage from an old relationship? Or have you had the experience where your partner was doing that to you? Or have you ever had the experience where you wanted to start something new like a business in your life and yet you were bringing the old emotional baggage of the past and couldn't seem to get past it? What if there was a way to live emotionally liberated in your life? What if there was a way that by the way that you showed up in the present moment would continuously bring you more and more joyous emotions in the future, endlessly? Welcome to the Zen Stoic Path. I'm your host, Victor Pierantoni, and in this episode, we're going to be talking about emotional debt, emotional currency, and emotional prosperity. This is a way of living that allows you to live in an emotionally liberated way. Because ultimately, at the end of the day, the quality of our lives is the quality of our emotions. And we want to live in such a way that our emotions are actually serving to increase the quality of our life rather than take away from it. But the thing that stops us from experiencing that is what is called emotional debt. So I'm going to go ahead and begin this episode with a story from my own life where I really started to learn this lesson and the power of it. Now, this is a topic that I talked about right in the beginning when I first launched the Zen Stoic Path. So you can always check out this episode. It is essentially how a Zen Stoic deals with heartbreak was the episode. And this was actually the the episode that I did where I talked about the divorce that I experienced in 2020, or I guess 2021 technically, but that started in 2020. So 2020 was a year that brought all kinds of tumultuous experiences in my life, a whole bunch of emotional turmoil that I essentially used as the inspiration to start the Zen Stoic path. So if you've never listened to the beginning of my podcast, this is where I talk about how Zen Stoic was started or how the Zen Stoic path was started. And I go through how Zen Stoic philosophy helped me through heartbreak, helped me through the death of a loved one, helped me through my own dad being diagnosed with cancer and then ultimately healing from it, and how I dealt with the loss of money and friendship in that year. So there's a whole bunch that I used Zen Stoic philosophy to, but this one particular story has come around in such a beautiful way that I wanted to share it because it really exemplifies the importance of emotional currency and ultimately the reward of emotional prosperity. So in 2020, I was I actually was married to this woman and her and I were married for a year and through li- living through the pandemic, being stuck inside together seemed to accelerate the evolution of our relationship. It turned out that her and I were not right for each other And that we had very different views of life, very different value sets that just did not mesh well. So once we got into close quarters where we were with each other all the time, this became very apparent and very obvious. Now for me, I was still latched onto the ideal of keeping this relationship at the time and wanting to work through it. But she wanted to leave. She didn't want to work through the relationship. And at some level, I agreed but I didn't want to let myself admit it. So for a bit, I struggled through it. I really like didn't want this to happen. I fought through it. And at the end, I remember we had one final conversation where you know we were trying to work things out, doing the best that we could. And we had one final conversation where I basically said to her, I said, listen, I'm about to tell my family that we're doing this, but before I do, I, I just want to make sure, like, is there any chance that we can work this out? And I remember, you know, this started a bit of an argument because she said no. And ultimately, she found herself asking the question, 
where she said, why should we stay together? And I remember in this moment, this is the moment that everything changed because up until that point, she had blamed me and criticized me for a lot of what I had done wrong in the relationship. And I remember for a long time, I always tried to justify this. I always tried to justify my actions or justify my words and you know, make myself the good guy in the situation. But in this moment, something happened that ended up changing my life forever because I learned something that ended up shaping the way that I dealt with conflict in the future and any relationship. So when she asked me this question, she said, why should we stay together? Instead of going into some campaign of all the reasons why I think we should stay together, I'd said something completely different. So when she had asked me this question of why should we stay together, instead of launching into a campaign of all the reasons why I thought we should stay together, I remember what I did instead is I relaxed and I just started owning up to every little detail of where I perceived that I had gone wrong, of the negative and unpleasant things that she felt through the process. And I went through every little detail, even the things that may or may not have been a problem that she didn't actually say to me, but that I perceived could be a problem. And I owned up to everything. And I went on this rant for like five minutes straight of just being like, at this point in time, you know, what I did here made you feel this way. And then when I did this, you felt this way. And then I messed up in these ways. And I would list everything out in just exquisite detail. And I don't even know how I remembered all this, but this is just what poured out of me in this moment. And I just went and went and went and emptied out every little detail of what I had done wrong, where I could have done better, how it made her feel, why it wasn't fair to her. And essentially just you know, showing her that I could see that I could hear everything that she was communicating to me and that I was in full understanding and awareness of what had happened. And I remember in that moment, she just was silent after I had said all of that. And upon doing that, I remember in myself, I had experienced this huge weight lift off me as I said that, as I expressed that. And I didn't realize what I was actually doing. Like, by accident in that situation. But what I was actually doing there as I was emptying out is I was bringing myself closure. I was bringing myself to a place of understanding where I had come from and owning up to all of my mistakes and taking full responsibility for my actions and taking full responsibility for my own feelings. And so when I said all that to her, she was essentially speechless. She didn't have any response. And then I remember I felt completely free in that moment. I felt like I had made my peace with the relationship just by acknowledging all of this stuff and just by taking responsibility and owning everything that had transpired from my perspective. So we ended up deciding to split ways after that. And I remember I had felt this sense of liberation, like I was no longer holding all of this inside and that I was no longer being blamed or criticized for any of it because instead of being blamed and criticized by someone on the outside of me, being her, I instead owned all of it. So there was no longer any emotional charge to it. I brought it to the light. Before, it was in the darkness of my unconscious mind. It had been pushed down into the shadows. So when I brought this to the light, I remember I experienced this sense of closure. And despite be, that being one of the most difficult breakups of my life, being that it was a divorce with a woman that I was married to and thought I was going to spend the rest of my life with, it ended up being one of the easiest healing paths specifically because of that decision to own everything in that moment that was on my end. 
doing that allowed me to release a lot of the emotional debt that I had experienced. Now, what is emotional debt exactly? Emotional debt is the accumulation of the unprocessed negative emotions, limiting stories or beliefs about ourselves, inner conflicts, and incongruent values. And the first step to removing emotional debt is to acknowledge and bring it to the light, to take ownership of it, to be totally at cause and responsible for all of the choices that you've made consciously and unconsciously that have brought you to this moment now. One of the things that stops people normally from being able to process emotional debt and being able to fully own uh, their their story in their lives and all of their emotions is that they f- they will sometimes take responsibility of their conscious choices but a lot of the time forget to take responsibility of the unconscious choices the things that they did unintentionally and the fact of the matter is that if you made a choice consciously or unconsciously it brought you to this moment now and the true path to freedom and releasing of that emotional debt begins with that taking ownership and responsibility for your position and your actions so that experience alone allowed it to be a very smooth healing path for me, you know, coming out of this really difficult relationship situation. Now, the story doesn't end there because there was more that was learned there that really turned into something profound in my life. So after that conversation had ended, I remember, you know, I had said to her, it's like we hadn't, you know, started talking to lawyers or anything at that point yet to actually get the divorce formalized, but... At that point, I remember I said to her that regardless of, you know, how this is going to go down, my promise to her is that, you know, I'll make sure that you're taken care of. You know, she she had essentially moved from another country to the U.S. to be with me, had quit her job and everything like that. So she, she essentially like uprooted her entire life to be with me. So at the end of things, I told her, I said, I just I promise you that I'm going to make sure that you're taken care of and that you you have enough to get on your feet because I was fully supporting her at the time because she wasn't able to work. So when I had said that, I had then gone and talked to a lawyer and when the lawyer came back to tell me, you know, what what needed to be divided based on the law of the state that we're in, essentially based on our joint assets, I didn't actually have to give her very much at all, legally speaking. Like I would be able to get away with maybe giving her like a thousand bucks. And so I remember when I told my family this story of how, you know, she wanted to split up and she wanted this divorce and how everything went down. All of them were like, don't give her anything. <laughs> like so even some of my friends would say it. And I remember in this moment, like that thought was tempting because legally I could get away with not really giving much and like getting off scot-free. But I remember it didn't feel right within me. And I asked myself, and I had a conversation with a, one of my best friends, and he helped me to also come to this idea that I needed to make the decision that was going to allow me to be at peace with myself, that was going to allow me to accept myself fully, not just right now, but 10 years from now, that was going to allow me to be able to look my next partner in the eye and be able to be proud of and totally accepting of the decision that I made. So instead of going with what the lawyer said, the lawyer had advised me not to do that, not, not to pay her any more than I was supposed to. But I instead decided to pay her an amount that was equal to her salary that she had when she had originally left the country that she was in. And so when I did that, I remember it was not an easy decision because it was very mentally, my mind was very tempted to make the decision that was technically okay 
but would leave me not feeling accepting of myself. So I made a decision that allowed me to be at peace with myself and I gave her enough for an entire year to get back on her feet in you know where she was from. And when I did that, I remember, despite it being tough, I felt very at peace with myself once again. Right? I felt this decision was, was a, a decision that was not based on actual currency, but was based on emotional currency. And the emotional currency was setting and fulfilling an expectation and creating that feeling of trust, even in a person that I'm never going to see again, even in a person that I'm not going to have a relationship with, but ending the relationship in a way that, again, preserves the goodwill, that preserves my sense of goodwill, my positive self-image of myself, knowing that I did what I promised and I did that you know, I, I took care of this person, even though we weren't going to have a relationship. So what was, what was interesting about it is that it had an immediate short-term reward. So I remember that month that I made that decision was the very first month that I made $25,000 in a month in my business. And that blew my mind because I never made that much or anywhere close to that much at that point. And when I let go of the actual currency, when I let go of this thing in exchange for the emotional currency of not just emotional currency for her, but emotional currency for me in doing what I felt was right and doing what I intuitively was called to do, then the, the actual fiat currency appeared in my life in a way that I never could expect it to. So I remember that month was the first time I ever made that amount of money. So I saw an immediate reward from doing that in just letting things go and, and prioritizing emotional currency over the actual fiscal currency. And that, I remember, changed the trajectory of the way I thought about money forever. So fast forward a year, I meet my now girlfriend, who is the most amazing person that I've ever met. She is my favorite human being, the person I've had the most fun living with and experiencing life with, and someone who is just absolutely perfect for me. And I remember that a few months in, I think it was five months in or so, she decided that she wanted to move in with me. And for her, what was really interesting is that she started selling her furniture and one of the people that she sold her furniture to, she sold her furniture to this one woman who was moving into an apartment. And the woman said to her, said these words to her. She said, I made the mistake of moving in with a guy without having a ring on my finger. Now, my girlfriend and I are not engaged at the moment. And we, weren't, we definitely weren't engaged then. We were five months into our relationship. And even though this woman is saying this to her while she's selling her couch to her to move in with me, she had full trust and faith in our relationship and in moving in with me and was able to sell all her furniture without any hesitation because of the decision that I made to take care of my ex, even though I didn't have to in that moment. And that is what emotional prosperity is. When you pri prioritize emotional currency, what ends up happening in your life is you start to experience blessings that you didn't even know how to ask for because you are creating emotional currency with people. You are allowing people to feel safe, seen, heard, understood, and admired by you in your presence. And when you prioritize that in conversation, the opportunities that open up are absolutely incredible. And, and like I said, they become blessings that you didn't know how to ask for. There was no way I could have known that that was going to be the case when she moved in. Because if, let's say I had done what the lawyer told me and only gave what I was supposed to give, then I could have said to my now girlfriend, 
oh, no, no, you're different. I could have used my words to say, no, 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 you're different. I would never do that to you. But that's just my words. Instead, she trusted my actions that I'd taken a year before I'd even met her. And it rewarded me tremendously because in that moment, I trusted my intuition to do and make the decision that was going to bring me peace, to set and fulfill an expectation, even though I wasn't obligated to do so, and I wouldn't have been faulted for doing things in that way. So the, pur- the purpose of this is, is to understand that we live in a way where we all experience emotional debt. We all experience our emotional baggage. And if we don't own up to it, we end up taking it with us no matter where we go. So oftentimes we're going to blame the outside situation. We're going to blame the partner that we're with. We're going to blame the business that we're in. We're going to blame the people that we're associated to. But the thing is, in every relationship, in every new venture that you go into, you take yourself with yourself. So the new venture, the new person is not going to solve the old problems unless you first take ownership of them. And that is the first step of removing your emotional debt. Then it is to build emotional currency to in every interaction, even if you disagree with the person, even if you don't like the person, even if you don't think that they deserve whatever you had promised them originally, when you set and fulfill expectations You create that emotional currency. You create that trust in yourself. You create that trust in others. And you always want to remember that your reputation precedes you, right? So people will know how you deal with these types of things and how you deal with conflict is going to dictate the emotional currency that you have with other people in your life, even people that you've never met before. So the idea with emotional currency is make decisions in a way that prioritizes the human being, not the abstraction of reality of what you think you deserve and what you're tempted to do, but instead, what is going to bring you peace? What is going to allow you to feel good about yourself three, five, ten years from now? And to allow other people to feel safe, seen, heard, understood, and admired in your presence. And lastly is the emotional prosperity. Emotional prosperity is what happens when you invest your energy into creating emotional currency. It comes back in dividends. It comes back tenfold. The blessing that I have to live with my girlfriend that I have now is one of the most cherished of my life. And it's something that I could have never crafted or expected or known at that time that I was making that decision. And yet that decision made all the difference. So this is what it means to live a life that is emotionally prosperous. is to rid yourself of emotional debt build emotional currency and realize that your true wealth is your relationships. And lastly, to have faith and trust that when you prioritize emotional currency and you express enlightened self-interest in others where you're totally, you know, being able to serve people and fulfill your expectations, that it will always come back to you and having the faith and trust that it will. I hope you enjoyed this episode. If this episode had a positive impact on you or inspired you, please like, share, and subscribe. And please, please, please leave a review. This is the way that the podcast spreads. I don't ask this enough, so I'm really focusing on asking more and more of you to leave a review for the podcast. Your words could be the inspiration that allows somebody to hear this message that has impacted you so much. So let yourself be that person for someone else who needs it by leaving a review. It is something that is super appreciated. I read them all. I receive them. Thank you again for being a part of this show. 
And if you are into personal development, if this is a pursuit of yours that you want to better yourself, you want to have the knowing that you have everything you need within you now, then I have something for you. I have recently created something called the Sovereign Dream Meditation, where by the time you're done with it, you will have a knowing in every fiber and every cell of your being that you have everything that you need within you now, and it will give you the roadmap in your mind of exactly what it is that you need to be doing to live the most authentic life that is truly your own and that is truly fulfilled at the highest level. This meditation comes at no cost to you. It is my gift to the world so that whether or not you ever give me your credit card, I know that this experience will absolutely transform your life. So send me a DM on Instagram at victor.zenstoic and put in the DM the word dream and I'll send it over to you.